An excerpt from the visions of Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich, Birth of the Child Jesus. I saw Joseph on the following day arranging a seat and couch for Mary, the so-called suckling cave of Abraham, which is also the sepulchre of Maraha, his nurse. It was more spacious than the cave of the crib. Mary remained here some hours, while Joseph was making the latter more habitable. He brought also from the city many different little vessels and some dried fruits. Mary told him that the birth hour of the child would arrive on the coming night. It was then nine months since her conception by the Holy Ghost. She begged him to do all in his power that they might receive as honorably as possible this child promised by God, this child supernaturally conceived, and she invited him to unite with her in prayer for those hard-hearted people who would afford him no place of shelter. Joseph proposed to bring some pious women whom he knew in Bethlehem to her assistance, but Mary would not allow it. She declared that she had no need of anyone. It was five o'clock in the evening when Joseph brought Mary back again to the crib cave. He hung up several more lamps and made a place under the shed before the door for the little she-ass, which came joyfully hurrying from the fields to meet them. When Mary told Joseph that her time was drawing near, and that he should now betake himself in prayer, he left her and turned toward his sleeping place to do her bidding. Before entering his little recess, he looked back once toward that part of the cave where Mary knelt upon her couch in prayer, her back to him, her face toward the east. He saw the cave fill with the light that streamed from Mary, for she was entirely enveloped as if by flames. It was as if he were, like Moses, looking into the burning bush. He sank prostrate to the ground in prayer and looked not back again. The glory around Mary became brighter and brighter. The lamps that Joseph had lit were no longer to be seen. Mary knelt, her flowing white robes spread out before her. At the twelfth hour, her prayer became ecstatic, and I saw her raised so far above the ground that one could see it beneath her. Her hands were crossed upon her breast, and the light around her grew even more resplendent. I no longer saw the roof of the cave. Above Mary stretched a pathway of light up to heaven, which pathway it seemed as if one light came forth from another, as if one figure dissolved into another. And from these different spheres of light other heavenly figures issued. Mary continued in prayer, her eyes bent low upon the ground. That moment she gave birth to the infant Jesus. I saw him like a tiny, shining child, lying on the rug at her knees, and brighter far than all the other brilliancy. He seemed to grow before my eyes, but dazzled by the glittering and flashing of light, I know not whether I really saw that or how I saw it. Even inanimate nature seemed stirred. The stones of the rocky floor and the walls of the cave were glimmering and sparkling as if instinct with life. Mary's ecstasy lasted some moments longer, and I saw her spread a cover over the child, but she did not yet take it up, nor even touch it. After a long time, I saw the child stirring and heard it crying, and then only did Mary seem to recover full consciousness. She lifted the child, along with the cover that she had thrown over it, to her breast, and sat veiled, herself and child, quite enveloped. I think she was suckling it, I saw angels around her in human form, prostrate on their faces. It may perhaps have been an hour after the birth, when Mary called St. Joseph, who still lay prostrate in prayer. When he approached, he fell on his knees, his face to the ground, a transport of joy, devotion, and humility.
Mary again urged him to look upon the sacred gift from heaven, and then did Joseph take the child into his arms. Now the Blessed Virgin swathed the child in red, and over that in a white veil, up as far as under the little arms, and the upper part of the body, from the armpits to the head, she wrapped up in another place of linen. She had only four swaddling cloths with her. She laid the child in the crib, which had been filled with rushes and fine moss, over which was spread a cover that hung down at the sides. The crib stood over the stone trowel, and at this spot the ground stretched straight and level as far as the passage, where it made a broader flexure toward the south. The floor of this part of the cave lay somewhat deeper than where the child was born, down to its steps had been formed in the earth. When Mary laid the child in the crib, both she and Joseph stood by it in tears, singing the praises of God.